Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent well, I finally got to knock a rivalry game off my bucket list. What a game it was. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett Grant Goodwin here. Sideline to Sideline, the Class 4A edition right here on L4 Media, brought to you by SI Design and Printing. And welcome back to the studio, Grant. Thank you. Congratulations uh, You went again. to Queen City or City? Yes. Oh, it, yeah. That's like the worst rivalry game ever. We brought ever. that up earlier <laughs> on our trip this week. Uh, yeah, we went to, <laughs> we, we did three deep uh, with Queen uh, City all week long. But uh, no, we got to see uh, Brownwood versus Stephenville. And I, I got to tell you, I feel like this will be one of those games that will be talked about in this rivalry forever. Not necessarily how the score was or anything about the game, except for, oh, yeah, Stephenville lost their first string and their second string quarterback on the exact same play right <laughs> in front of us. Uh, the starting quarterback, we hope your elbow's okay. We saw it. It's, it was not pretty. Uh, yet number 45 comes in and just uh, – it, it's a it's a magic story that'll be told forever in Stephenville. Yeah, it is, and you know the defense had a big part. Oh, in a huge part in it. But what a night in Brownwood! I mean, look, you are over the last fifty years. You could say if you had to pick a mecca of high school football outside of Marshall, yeah, we'll go ahead and go Brownwood. Mm, inside of Marshall too. Let's include Marshall. <sighs> Marshall doesn't even equate into this oh, good sir oh, me <laughs> but i mean down. you would say but brownwood right. right yeah exactly and Gordon Wood. i mean all the lore the entrance uh brownwood. Dude, it's as oh good as gosh. you said it was i mean i had seen it on youtube but i'd even told you that uh the, the, i just seeing it on video well, it's not and, the same right and the one that i had seen was from years ago so it mm -hmm. didn't even have the good quality and if so, you want to see it go on our facebook page sideline yes. the sideline and somewhere down in there you'd have probably scroll and, down and i agree we with, have the entrance we have the halftime entrance and the uh actual before the game entrance and, and i agree with the, the guy that what we were talking to from brownwood that's part of all that that when it's nighttime it's even at even at halftime that was awesome yeah. usually halftime entrances you're just like okay whatever let's just get back but even then that was awesome but the yeah. game was awesome the atmosphere uh, everybody was super nice. Uh, I, you know, it blew my mind. Jason Smith of the Stephenville broadcast said that, you know, by all their accounts, and if some if somebody has this and it's not correct, let us know. Grant and Terry at S2S Sport.com. 
Uh, but this was the first time in the rivals rivalry that one team has won four in a row. Right. That just blows your mind when you think yeah, of because even both teams have been, one team. There's a lot of years where one team's really good and the other one's exactly. a doormat. And yet still they've been able to pull one out of three at right. least at worst. And I mean, you know, <clears throat> you and I talk about it. Some of these rivalry games we go to and we're just like, okay, that was fine. And, and sometimes in this era that gets lost, it doesn't get lost there. It was awesome to be talking to Stephenville people and they're real nervous. And then you go over and you're talking to Brownwood people and they're real nervous. Mm -hmm. And I even told you, I'm like, man, this is just unique to see two teams who are both so respectful of their rival that it's, I mean, and that's the thing I love about it. Yeah. It's, it's a blood rival, but it's all through respect. Like both sides are like, yeah, that's the team that can beat us on any given day. Yeah. Neither one of them get the better of the two. And I don't know. It's, it's everything that, that we thought it would be. And Oh, by the way, I don't know if you can see, yeah, you can, we've added something on the table. We've got a Brown wood bell. I know. Dang son of a biscuit. Right in the, Oh, oh, never mind. That hurts. Yeah, Can you thank turn you. Mic? No, I will never turn your mic down, by the way. If you're from here on out, you were the one that had to get this bell. I, I, well, I, yeah, I did. My fault. Right. So fault. now, well, I forget anytime you're, you're talking and I want to make a point, I'm yeah. picking it up. So here's the problem. I that forget. That is annoying as hell. There, Can we take the. There's two different grants in the world. Football Friday grant is all about the biz and like you're. A, a gentleman and you act your age mm -hmm. studio grant is three drinks in. And I know that you're going to be playing with that. Don't know. Put it in the middle right where I had it. <laughs> wow. Enter Noe. You know what? Will you come please put this in the middle for me on that note. We're going to take a break. We're going to be doing what we always do. We're going to review last week, preview this week. And we'll do all that when we come back right here Stupid on sideline, the sideline, the four edition brought to you by SI design and printing. It's sad that you're saying that when you know, you're going to be the one that's doing it. Probably. Helmets don't protect every direction of force. And in some sports, uh, a helmet just isn't part of the equipment like basketball or soccer. Hockey has a small type of helmet. They just don't protect you against all the directions of forces that come into play. You can get forces on top of your head, on the side, on the back, but under the chin, there's nothing to protect that except for a physiologically positioned jaw. Putting your jaw in its physiologic rest position brings the actual jawbone away from the skull so that when you receive that force from an impact, that force doesn't get translated through the joint into that cradle of the skull, injuring the brain. Well, it's a big show. Oh, it's a big bad show tonight. Terry Benegrant Goodwin back here, sideline the sideline, the 4A edition, right here on L4 Media. And well, before we do this, real quick, I, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Uh, small Town Society. You can find them online at shopsmalltownsociety.com. They make this great shirt that we have here. Here, let me pull this back down so I can show you. They make this great shirt we have here on the on the mic arm. I wear the Hedrick's Field one. Uh, you have the other one, right? You took it home, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, it, it, it'll never get worn. Uh, but it's still nice that they gave us that. They have great football gear. tomorrow, dude. I think, I think you should wear it this weekend. Uh, they have great football gear uh, for Franklin. They also have regular football game day gear. Uh, they also have hats and accessories, holidays, inspirational long sleeves. Uh, they have sales. They have it all. Just go to shopsmalltownsociety.com. 
sideline.com. And we do appreciate them being a sponsor of the sideline, the sideline shows, but also being title sponsor of the Franklin football show. Uh, you can hear each and every week uh, this week they're on by. So it might be next week before we hear them, but I'll say that again in the three, a show. All right, let's hit week six. Where do you want to start? Grant? Uh, let's start. Where were we at? We were just talking about Stephenville Brown. Right. Uh, what a defensive performance, a gutty defensive performance by Stephenville. Stephenville wins this game 27 to uh, 17 over Brownwood. Um, that look what midway through the second quarter, the deck was stacked against Stephenville. You know, this game started out where Brownwood was moving the ball. Oh yeah. A couple almost big at pass will, plays. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, uh, I call for Brownwood is the real deal. And it, it took a few possessions for Stephenville to figure it out. Right. And then Stephenville lost their quarter, starting quarterback and their backup Literally quarterback on the, the same, same play, play within a foot of each other. And things look really grim for the Yellow Jackets as they are on their third-string quarterback. But lo and behold, the defense shows up, and the, the defensive front for Stephenville, Brownwood had no answer for it midway from – through the second quarter to the end of the game. They didn't. And then Stephenville decides, okay, we're going to be Stephenville. We're going to start just stuffing the ball down your throat. We're going to force feed it down your defensive front throat. Yeah. And Brownwood did not like that. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, we were told before the game that Tate was going to be out or he's going to be Mariska. playing slot. And he was yeah. until they really, really needed him. And on six carries, he had 70 yards. And he, he came in fresh. Yes. I, yeah. I don't know now if that wasn't necessarily a – if that wasn't a let's sit him as long as we can, and at the worst you have a fresh Tate Marugas coming in. Well, I think yeah, I, I think Stephenville's offensive coordinator probably thought, you know, we have no other choice now. I mean, yeah, you were at that point. Limited, where, I'm right? serious. This this is a game of epic legend in this rivalry because this this oh, is yeah. what rivalries are made about. Now for Brownwood. Look, they're, they're going to have to get help for I call. They're going to have to figure out. Now, they did have a guy out, and I can't remember his name. Number I think five, was, yeah. the running back. Jared, um, uh, Noah Gonzalez? Was that the one? No, no, go, no, Noah Gonzalez played. I can't remember who it was, but they were they were without one guy. Yeah. Um, and, Which would have helped. Would have helped. But I, I either way, uh, you know, as, as great as as great as this rivalry is, and as much of as, as a gut punch it was as a loss, it's a non district game. You start district this week if you're Brownwood. But going forward, if they want to, if they want to make it three rounds deep again and possibly go further, they're going to have to get Ike Hall some help. I think Brownwood would be fine. If they stay injury free. I mean, they'll, they'll be I, fine I they'll up be, to where they were last year. I just don't know if they go any further than last year. I, I think they're better than they were last year. Look, this this Brownwood defense is a lot better than what we I had. agree with that. The defense was, you know, again, really, really good. I mean, yeah. even when Stephenville, you know, had their, you know, first quarterback in, yeah. the Gaffer kid, right? Uh, Brownwood defensively was making them earn. It almost yard. seemed like they were playing better defensively when he was in. Well, yeah, I, I think they had a, a – yeah, they. I mean, they knew who they were defending. They had watched it on film the whole time. Sometimes when you have some injuries on the other team – We talked and, about this yeah, at the, the game. Other team, all, all of a sudden the game plan <laughs> is out the window but, because you've got an unknown quantity coming in. Yeah, and for a team like Stephenville, everybody knows, okay, we've got to do three times what we were supposed to do tonight. And what did yeah. they do, Grant? What did they do? 
What did they do? They ran the damn ball. That's right. Run the damn ball. If you see the hat in front of the monitor, Grant picked that up during his wedding. I think she was a little mad when you tried to put it on RV (laughs) during the show or during the procedure. I tried to wear it during the wedding. I thought it looked great with your dress. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't wear a dress. (laughs) Okay. I did on honeymoon night, if you know what (laughs) I mean. Wink, wink. Okay. Let's. My uh... butt hurts. Wow, so baby, that's really big. I'm so glad you Could don't do that on the two A show. Is they're still getting to learn us. The four A show knows us. They <laughs> they know where we're going. But the two A show, they still got virgin ears to some of our and stuff. During during like the whole honeymoon oh, weekend. God, no, 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 no. I agreed not to watch any football. I did watch scores when she passed out after a lot of champagne. Now I did look at scores, yeah. and then Saturday, I kind of pretended like I was taking a nap at the pool watching texas and i had uh some college football on now here's a weird Assuming thing she won't be listening to this she's never listened <laughs> we've made it 10 days now that's seven <laughs> you're almost past the annulment the, yeah <laughs> so here's How a weird thing about annulment? your trip to, I, I, I don't know actually but here's a weird thing about your trip and this happens to me too mm-hmm. you and i do this we work in this field you part-time me full-time and we always tend to run into other sports people just randomly just you, you're at a hotel it, it, getting married, and you run into the sports psychologist for the Dallas Mavericks and Texas Rangers. Yeah, yeah. That's just weird how that works for us. We just always tend to run into that. And by the way, he must have he must have done his work good on the Rangers this week. As I know, I don't know why he didn't. He wasn't working the night. Maybe he was fired <laughs> the rest the of the time. Like, you need to get out of this pool and go address the bullpen. But. <laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, Brownwood goes to uh, they fall to five and one. That was their first loss on the year. Not a bad loss. Oh though. no, I mean I, it's a rivalry loss that sucks. But as far as I think it helps them understand where they're at if they want to make a run in this division. And I think it was really big for Stephenville because they've got one hell of a gauntlet in that district. They got Waxhatchee Life coming up this week, I think, right? They That should be a gimme for Stephenville. After that, man, it's Brownwood times 10. Yeah, I, I still... I still have concerns about Stephenville's defense against other offenses. Well, and we're going to see that in this district. All because I speak to speak to is what I saw Friday night in person. Yeah, but I mean, China Spring has four eye calls. Well, yeah, even I mean, China Vega has a couple eye calls this year. Alvarado has a quarterback that might be just as explosive. We'll talk about him here in a minute. Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and go now to though, if you don't mind, Springtown versus Waco Connolly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Waco Connolly. You know, Brownwood beat Waco Connolly a couple weeks ago in a really good game. Held them to twenty one points. Uh, and for most of this game, Waco Connolly looked like they were going to take care of Springtown. But lo and behold, the Porcupines score fifteen unanswered second half points, and they get the win. And, you know, it was 22 19 Springtown. Yeah, that was the final. But I mean, you know, Conley led the game for over 42 minutes. Yeah. But after starting 0 2, man, Springtown has now beaten Wichita Falls, Hershey, Carrollton Creek View, not great team, Glen Rose, a team that's young. But this is a on the road against Waco Conley. I think this was a very, very good win. Yeah. Uh, for Springtown, our friend Dennis, by the way, he's getting better. He was in the hospital a couple weeks ago with pneumonia. He's finally at home. I hope he's still resting up. Uh, but, you know, in, in this district, 4-4-A Division One, you've got Decatur, who is 2-4. and four, And everybody that we talk, we get so many different, like we have some people say, oh, yeah, Decatur's fine. They just play a tough schedule. We've had other people say, eh, they, I don't know. they have some Decatur, weaknesses. I, yeah, well, everybody's got weaknesses. Well, yeah, but you know I what mean, I mean? You're in Class 4A. Yeah. Everybody's going to have weaknesses. 
I mean, you are. You're gonna yeah, hide. No, you're right. You're gonna hide, dude. So I don't buy. They got weaknesses. I I've seen Decatur on film twice now. Yeah, and I am not worried about Decatur. They're gonna be just fine. They are gonna be just fine. They are going to be a tough out in the region in the playoffs. Decatur is gonna be fine. Yeah, the, the, you know, last year uh, this was a district where. You know the, the Springtown didn't get in, and they were two and eight. This year, the the fifth place team that doesn't get in is actually going to be a pretty salty team. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's an interesting district this year. They start district play this week. Uh, Canyon beat Andrews as Boston Bell went six of ten for 104 yards passing. Colt Cruz ran for 103 yards on 11 carries. Canyon is now quietly five and one. You know, we all thought after. You know, I really still felt that this region might have been theirs last year until their quarterback got hurt. Right. And we all kind of said, okay, well, you know, that sucks. That they happened. They still won games. Yeah, they still won games. But, I mean, they went 10-2 and two instead of, you know, going three, four rounds. And we thought, okay, they're going to lose Derek Clements. They're going to lose Javen Cash and Hunter Cunningham and a couple others. They're going to take a step back. The only step back they took was against West Plains, and West Plains is really good, folks. Um, other than that, they're they're sitting now at 5-1. and one. Uh, they start district play, another five-team district. They start district play, and Hereford is probably the second-place team in this district. How crazy is that? Well, what a turnaround for Hereford, by the way, right? One, what, one game last year? One and nine last year, and Adam Naren said, look, it's going to be bad, but we're going to play all sophomores last year, and it has paid off. Uh, they did lose to West Plains, but again, we'll be talking about West Plains later. West Plains is West Plains is really good out in Division Two and four, out there in that region this mm-hmm. year. Uh, so yeah, so District four, uh, Three, Four A, Division One, and look at Dumas. You know, Dumas is two and four, but they were competitive in that Bushland game, and they were competitive in that Plainview game. Uh, and so I maybe watched some of that Plainview game, though. Yeah, and not knocking Dumas, <laughs> but there's a knock. <laughs> I'm knocking Dumas. I I just I don't I don't see it. There's not they. They're not the most athletic team, and they lost what athletic athleticism they had last year. Yeah, they lost that was that a very, running back. Yeah, yeah, that and was they a, don't have the size exactly. Like, no, so I I, I can kind of see Dumas getting pushed around. How about Hampshire Finette thirty one, wow. Jasper twenty eight? You know, Finette kicked a late field goal to win this game. Uh, Ty Bryson, the quarterback for Finette, uh, threw for two hundred thirty six yards. Chris Augustine ran for one hundred fifty two yards. I'm telling you right now that Hampshire Finette and Silsby is shaking up to be shaping up to be one hell of a uh, district championship fight. That's and we got to be at that's that. That's October game. 20th. I know. Now I, we're, I'm, we've I'm already, at that game. We already know where we're going next week. It's a three, a game. Um, but yeah, we might have to be at that game. And, yeah. and well, I don't, I, I, I've circled this game four weeks ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. And now for Jasper, they're one in one. Uh, they're three and three now overall. Uh, they but a very tough schedule. Yeah, losing to Franklin twenty nine to fourteen. They turn around and beat Liberty last week. They've got Bridge City, and then they've got Western Star. And to be honest with you, th- this is a four team district, and you just it's just seeding. Yeah. Uh, can can Jasper stay above West Orange Stark now? Can Silsby and 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 Fannett stay above those two? Silsby uh, seating is huge though very big yes a uh, lot of times you'll see in districts when it comes to playoffs seating doesn't matter quite as much but it's huge in this in, in this district if you want to get beyond two rounds deep man you need to have a high seed yeah I, t- I totally agree with you hey look at Iowa colony man they beat staff for 38 to 31 
point is they quietly, scored quietly really well. We, they're five been, and zero now. We've been talking about them all year long, we all have. season. We we said in our Big R's preview show, watch out for the Pioneers. Uh, and honestly, I think I know Stafford now has a district loss, and I think they're three and three. But Stafford, in my opinion, when you look at who they've played and who they've lost to, I I've been decently impressed. Now the Needville game last week, that's a weird one. I, I will admit admit that, but you know Stafford's always going to have the dudes to beat you if you're not on your A game, yeah. right? And look, it Good took point. Iowa Colony had the score on a 40-yard run with on 4th and 10 with 55 seconds left in the game to win this. And, and, you know? And, yeah, and by so the So don't do not write off the Spartans cuz Stafford is I think a lot better than that record. You know what? We'll talk we'll talk 12-4 Division 1 in the next segment cuz we're going to be talking about a game there cuz I'm tell you what, Needville 6 and 0. Yeah. People aren't really talking about the Blue Jays this year. Uh all right. Uh center, we had just talked about them last week. I had Brett on from NETSN, you know, they do the center broadcast and we talked about that. And, and I said at the time, you know, I said we're we're in it uh, area of the nation where we always think of, of the three-headed offensive mar- monster quarterback wide receiver running back it's the cowboys aikman emmett and Irvin. right and, and i had said you know center has a very underrated one with cross uh wilburn and dixon and boy they all balled out in this game as they <laughs> outscore russ 76 to 48 Monte cross threw for 308 yards lance wilburn had eight catches for 154 yards and k dixon ran for 226 yards Jeez. how do you stop that uh, you just outscore them. That's I mean, the only thing you can you do. Can't I think. Scheme that. I mean, right? Carthage will stop them, of course. But even well, then, well, I think. Well, I think. I, I don't think Carthage. Even as good as Carthage's defense is, they're not going to stop them. You've got to get your stops on occasion, right? Every other possession. But I don't think even Carthage right now. I mean, Carthage defense is a little young. Yeah, they're real young, and um, this is a very senior-laden uh, yeah. Rough Rider offense. Yeah, so I, I, I no, you think bring up a good that, point. Uh, I, I don't think that Carthage will stop center. I think you just I think they can slow them down a little bit, mm-hmm. and then yeah, outscore them because look, Carthage offensively is going to be able to put up as many points as they want on this center defense. Uh, yeah, and that's the all weakness. they need is about four or five stops. And I think Carthage get that, but center is going to get theirs on offense. I'm going to just say this though. If Ricky Meeks is staying at center for a long time, center will eventually be a consistent oh, yeah. on both Absolutely. sides of the ball. He is a hell of a coach. And you and I have always talked about center is one of those teams that I still it's remember probably one of the most underrated coaches in four. Yeah, exactly. And I, I still mean, his remember resume is pretty impressive, right? I, yeah. I, I still remember all the way back going to watch center and Lyndon Kildare. And, and we were just like, why is center never good? Because they had five or six guys that when they wanted to, they could turn it on. And that was 10 years ago. And that's been the case for them for as long as I can remember. It's always, and they're always six and five. They're always six and five. That They just can't ever find that consistency. Feels like this is a breakout year. I yeah, it really does. I, I, it's it's probably going to be a thorn year. in their side. Yes. Probably their Achilles heel. But I think they're good enough offensively. As long as they don't have a off night. Exactly. They're going to be. Fine. And remember, they took that really good Aubrey team to the mat in the playoffs last year, losing 43 to 41. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I, I think there's experience. I'm just saying this. They just smell of a dark horse in this region, not oh. to win it, but to at least maybe play Carthage a second time. I could, could win it. I, I'm telling you, stranger things have happened. All right. Grant says Carthage will not win state or even make the playoffs. All right. Not let's go saying to the, that. Speaking of Carthage and their I'm defense. Putting these headsets now. Here's a quick hitter. That. Here's a quick hitter. Uh, Carthage dispatched of Brownsboro. Uh, 
Oh my god. I thought you'd forgot about that. Brownsboro was undefeated when they came in. No, they weren't. They yeah, they were. Loss. I thought they had one loss. Nope. Yeah, they Mate. had one loss. They had one loss. Yeah, they Never lost a van. Never they mind. Lost. I was wrong. They lost a van the week before. Um, Van's good. Yes. Uh, in fact, uh, Van has Rusk this week. And and I do want to speak one thing. Uh, Rusk is a salty team as well offensively. They kind of struggle defensively too. Uh, but, you know, they beat Alvarado last week. We're going to be talking about Alvarado here in the next segment. Uh, mm-hmm. So don't don't count this out as, a, as oh, Rusk isn't going to do it. I, I really do. And we said this in the Big R's preview show. I, I think the – Three out of the four teams in this in eight four A division two are going to play a long time. Whoever yeah. they are, at least three of them, maybe all four. We, this might be a situation where these all teams eliminate each other, except for the first place you're going to have to get Pleasant Grove, or the fourth place team is going to have to get Pleasant Grove or or Gilm or whoever wins that game, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, where do you want to go now? Uh, how about La Vega twenty eight, Yokum twenty one? I mean, this is a big win for La Vega. Um, it was in overtime, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but Yokum is, if you moved Yokum up into 4A, they'd still be a presence in that region. Oh, yeah. This was a, and for me, I'm impressed with them holding Yokum to 21 points because that's, right. again, as, as absurd as it sounds, La Vegas. Quero only held them to what, 21? 20, right? Or is it 28? I thought it was 31. 28. Maybe it was 28. Yeah, I think that was 28. Yeah. So um, they did a, and Quero's got a pretty good defense. So now, just saying. They get a they get a little bit of a break this week because they've got Waxahachie Life, and then they're going to finish up with La Vega. Does yeah, oh, they're going to they're going to destroy them, and then but then they've got China Spring, Alvareda, and Stephenville. They need Murderers to win, they need to win one. You don't want even as good as this district is. You don't want to be the fourth place team in this district. Uh, and no matter who you're playing, you always want to try. To I think La Vega will win one of those three. Huh, interesting. I do. All right. I, I really do. And then Columbus thumped Madisonville 49 to 21. Bringing that one up simply because, you know, last year we saw that game and there were times when Madisonville could have won it or at least got back into it and they started to climb back into I it. I never thought they could have won it, but they were climbing back yeah. into it. But and, I think that was disinterest from Columbus. Maybe. I just thought that this game was going to be a little bit more competitive this year. Uh, Madisonville came into it 5-0. and Again, it's not that they had played the toughest schedule, but they did beat Dieball, and Dieball's a really good 3A team. Because uh, so Madisonville can run the rock. Yep, and that's kind of where that's, – that's kind of what – they do and, and at times they struggle throwing the ball and yeah. that's gonna I, I think they're just like last year where they played three rounds until they got to silsby i kind of see that being about the same now remember they did upset belleville last year that yeah. was that weird nine to three game where some for some reason massiveville played the defensive game of a lifetime <laughs> and bell belleville just couldn't move the ball that was so upsetting for me because we i was at belleville silsby oh, oh man we're so excited well, and then you know it, belleville was a lot like they are this year you're like God, these guys can't lose. Yeah. You know, you watch them, you watch them on film, you see their scores every week. Yep. You think, who's going to stop them? And then, I, bang. I think we'd actually even scheduled our, booked our hotel that next week <laughs> thinking, okay, because we'd, we'd been told where the game was going to be if it was Silsby and Belleville. But anyway, yeah. just a note of that. We'll talk more about Columbus in the 3A show. All right. Can I bring up one here? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Frisco Panther Creek. Okay. 38, Wilmer Hutchins 21. Panther Creek struggles for three quarters. Yes. I, I actually – go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to be that guy, but I have heard since the offseason how great Panther Creek was going to be. Yeah. And they're undefeated. Well, they have one loss. 
Emerson no, beat them. Emerson, that's right. But that was okay. a good game. And Emerson's yeah. really good in 5A. Yeah, 5A. They're going to get exposed, though. Yeah, I think too. so, too. I mean, they'll get exposed. And I, man, I don't want to sound like that guy. No, it's okay. We we do that. That's what we're supposed but to do. Panther Creek is not what you think they are. Everybody talked about how great Panther Creek's going to be. And they're still good. And they might make a little noise in the region. Right. I don't think. They're what people think. Can I are. say something? Um, first off, you can hear Matt Diggs and I talk about this on our 7-4, a show brought to you by Granny's Bakery. Also, I Why watched... Why wasn't I invited to that? You're, you're invited whenever you want to come over there, buddy. Nobody uh, told me. So it, I, Did y'all already record it? No, we're recording it tomorrow. Oh, um, I can't tomorrow. If I just said if I if we hadn't if we had recorded, you'd be like, oh darn it, I was gonna free up my schedule. Yeah, thanks a lot. Okay, so I watched this game. It was on Thursday night. Wilmer Hutchins is not bad. Wilmer Hutchins but, is not terrible. They're not but, great. Hang on, hang on. But I I was agreeing with everything you said up into when in the third quarter, Wilmer Hutchins is driving and Panther Creek uh, intercepts the ball in the end zone. And from that mo- moment on, they score 21 unanswered points. I was, mm-hmm. in, I was decently impressed with that. I, I do think the way they responded after it being a back and forth in the first half matters. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I still, when you see who they've beat and all, I, I'm still like, you know, are they, you know, they beat Independence, they beat Arlington Heights. Okay. Lose to Emerson. They beat Aubrey, but Aubrey's not Aubrey this year. Aubrey's more, I guess technically Aubrey's more of Aubrey we're used to instead of last year's 12 win team. Uh, and then they shut, uh, shut down North Dallas and now Wilmer Hutchins. They, I, I, it's a resume to me. It's just not impressive. Like- and, yeah, and they've it looks got, like my resume. And they've got Carter this week. Without the lying. <laughs> they've got Carter this week. I was never president of Pepsi. Okay. That's why I haven't got my lifetime supply of Pepsi. You keep Sorry. telling me it's in the mail, buddy. Yeah. Wow. 14 years of lies. Uh, but they got Carter this week, and Carter's, you know, four and one. And uh, I, well, okay. I, I was about to say, if you... If you if you are what we think you are, you dispose of Carter pretty quick. You should because part, Carter struggled to beat Pinkston last week, twenty four to twenty two, and I know Pinkston's four and two, and that's the first time they've had uh, more wins than losses probably since they came back ten years ago. Again, that's why you and I always say we hear the stuff about Carter, we hear the stuff about Hutchins, and, but they've got to prove it to us before we start taking more. And I think I take it a little bit more than you even do. I every year I come to you, well, Carter's supposed, and you're like, yeah. We'll see. And every year that's ends up what happens. All, All right. right. Last one I oh. have is Carthage 45, Brownsboro zero. We right. did. Yeah. Okay. Then that I just know that was. <laughs> All right. Hey, and this isn't even the last show of the night. Oh, anyway, just wait till the last show. That is week six in the books. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk week seven right here on Sideline to Sideline, the 4A edition brought to you by SI Design and Printing on L4 Media. Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you 
do that, check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. Goodwin back here. Hey, Grant, a uh, little on, uh, in-show producing. Will you move that light a little forward? It's in right in the middle of the camera now. Yeah, move it towards you. There we go. Terry Ben and Grant Goodwin back here, sideline to sideline, the 4A edition right here on L4 Media brought to you Kissing by. Kissing set designer. Yes, you can. There you Thank you. See, now you, you don't have to I do it all that. now. You don't have to lie about that. Yeah. Uh, this is brought to you by SI Design and Printing. Also brought to you by... Munster Chamber of Commerce. Oktoberfest is this weekend, the 6th, the 7th, and the 8th. You've got beer, you've got music, you've got food. And on Sunday, Grant will be on the main stage signing autographs. I will not be on the main stage, but I will be there. So you won't sign autographs with somebody else? Um, if anybody knows me, then I will sign their art. Uh, an Whoa, autograph for their them. what? Their autograph. I will sign their name. <laughs> Wait, and then that, but you'll only sign their name on credit. Uh, applications or on a boob or on a boob yeah man boob too or just <laughs> man boob too all yeah. boobs allowed you're yeah. you're an all boob guy right yeah anyway now Oktoberfest. Oh. so this is the last advertisement for them on this uh, as far as Oktoberfest. But yeah we're looking forward to getting out there it's gonna oh, be yeah. fun it's a blast i would do it on we would be going on saturday but we got texas ou and oh, yeah. alabama uh a&m so i gotta watch both of those games otherwise i'd be out there saturday for the wiener dog race the Stein hoisting and you're a worst eating the worst eating, and you love to do the worst eating and then run the 5k you always say that's your favorite right (laughs) and then hopefully there's a place with a puke (laughs) they they, they need that competition that actually would make the marathon part fun they have to have a worst eating and do the Stein Stein hoisting and then go run oh that'd be fun to watch I'm going to put in their suggestion box. They do that next year. All right. They're going to be like next year when I go, hey, you ready to advertise? They're like, you know what, guys? That's what it's going to be like next week when we go to uh, Columbus at Hitchcock. Yeah, I can't wait for that. And we're on the beach on Friday Friday. before the game and Saturday. Yes, cannot wait. Partaking way too many beverages and then oh by the way i I know that's a 3a show or 3a game but uh Mm -hmm. we probably will be doing a after dark uh funny thing as when i booked the room i didn't realize until after when i was looking at the map Mm -hmm. that is literally the same hotel that we did our very first all the way back in 2012 our very first after dark episode that wasn't in lubbock 
No, that was one? our second one. The oh. first one was down there because we went there first because that was when I was still doing We were doing that weird where we were calling part of the game for Lamar Consolidated and all that weird stuff. Yes. But also, that. that was where we tried to go yeah, to Waterburger afterwards and you couldn't find your car because <laughs> we were so a uh, little tired. You were, I was fine. Oh, yeah, you're fine. I couldn't find the car right. if that's what you need to do. And anyway, you had the keys. And again, Munster's asking, what does this got to do with this? Anyway, check out MunsterChamber.com. Again, that's this weekend, October 6th and 8th. We do appreciate them being a sponsor on this show uh, during this, but they're also a sponsor all year long on the Munster football show where I talk to Brady Carney each and every week. Speaking of coaches, you know what time it is? What time? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. Having a pretty good night. Yeah, we were. All right, here is Coach X. If you don't know, Coach is a real coach, and he likes to fax us in his thoughts. And here we go with his diatribe before the picks. It was a well-deserved week off for old Coach X. I had a meeting with Mr. Musk, and it turns out my copyright on the letter X is not valid. We could have told you that. Some guy named Ray beat me to it. X-ray, yeah, yeah. I get it now. Hey, for okay. real, can you imagine being the first non-doctor to see an X-ray? Sir, this is what your arm looks like on the inside. Ideas <laughs> mio, Santa Maria. That's right. I bet he was such a shock that it would make a person talk a different language. I got to think that even if you were a doctor back then, you had your doubts that you could take a picture of the inside of a person. Here's a picture of Steve's left, Dr. Brown. Holy shit, that's his bone, Dr. Anderson. Yes, Dr. Brown, it is. That is what the machine does. Yeah, I know you told me, but... <laughs> I, I might you, say you're not supposed to be able to say the S word on this word. Oh, this Jesus. Uh, yeah, I know you told or me Jesus, it does, but I was like, there's Jesus no way either. in hell that that would work. Well, you need you and him need to hash this out. Now on with the Coach X undefeated picks on the season, 43-0, and 0, delivering like high Hawaiian punch, delivering 10% <laughs> for Jimmy. <laughs> That's, That's genius. I got to give him credit. This year, Coach X, see, he hasn't been attacking either one of us. And he's been absolutely funny. So, see, just keep doing that. All right, let's hit week seven games. Grant, where do you want to start? Let's go to China Spring and Alvarado. Uh, I think this is going to be a great game. I think Alvarado's a big sleeper. Uh, they've had, what, one loss on the year? To Rusk in a 33-30 game. Right, and I don't think uh, their quarterback, uh, Cardia uh, Collier, was playing in that game. And they still scored 30 points? Right. That's pretty darn impressive. Right. China Spring comes in with their quarterback, Cash McCallum. Kyle Barton at running back, who, let's be honest, is maybe one of the most electric backs in the region. And right? most underrated because China Spring isn't having to run him for 500 yards a game, so it, people don't really pay attention to him because of his stats. But if they decide to run him, oh, wait Kyle till the playoffs. Barton, dude, that dude is a stud. He's one of those guys that'll have like 1,400 yards going into the playoffs and then have 1,400 more yards in so just five to six games. He can he can be physical. He can be and shifty And he's not even a big hell. dude. He's 5'7", no. 5'8". Five, five, yeah, the guy big is... Thighs. Yeah, you'll... I mean, Kyle Barton will be a... I mean, if, if China Spring needs him, he can be a household name in Class 4A. Yeah, Just, 100%. When they unleash him, you're in trouble. Yeah, right? I agree. They hadn't had to do that yet. Now, Alvarado comes in with their quarterback, uh, Cardia Collier, 1,100 yards passing, almost 380 yards but again, rushing. he's missed a couple games. Right. Uh, their running back, Demarcus Belton's really good, and their receivers. They got three really good receivers in Logan, Logan Borg, Lance Sansom, and Shamarian Lee. Yeah. So this China Spring defense, which is really good, It'll is going to be stretched. I agree. I like China Spring in this one. But I think it's 14 points and under. 
See, I... I okay. I you can talk with, me into a larger... I agree with everything you said. Okay. I, I think Alvarado is a team by the playoffs could be a dark horse. I don't even know if they'd be a dark horse at that point. I, I think Alvarado might be the second place team in this district. I still think China Spring is still, even in this district, two steps above everybody. Well, and, and I think we have. I do too. I we, do too. We haven't got to see district China Spring play where they actually will play their starters into the third and fourth quarters because they're starting to, needing to stretch their legs for the playoffs. I, I think China Spring might beat them by four or five touchdowns. Do I don't think it's that I don't bad. think China Spring gets tested at all in district this year. As good as this district is, I just think China. I think it's no different than Carthage in their district with Center and Van. I think it's the same way here. I, I think China Spring gets tested twice in this district. And this I one think in it starts Stephenville. Waxahachie Life. Uh, yes. <laughs> and you might be right. And I no, think for China I'm spring, it, it would, it would probably be better for them to be tested. And okay. I will say this. I don't think they're going to come out on Alvarado and it's 35, nothing after one quarter by any stretch. I think Alvarado can at least move the ball and score on them early. I just still think China spring hasn't even kicked into the, that gear that we know they can kick well, into. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I still got Alvarado beating being able to move the ball with a dual threat Carter, uh, quarterback. Yeah, this like is a really Collier. good offense. Um, so that that speaks a little bit to me. I, I there's no way, shape, or form that I think Alvarado wins this game, but I do think it they could be could, closer. They it could be closer I have no problem within with that. I have no fourteen problem. points. But I agree with you that China Spring probably is a step above everybody in this district. Yeah. But there's some good teams in this district, and if you are just caught sleeping on a couple of plays, there's yeah. a lot of teams in this district that can make you pay. And I think Alvarado is one of those teams. Stephenville's another one, one or two more, you know. So, but I like uh, China Spring by 14 points or so. All right, let's see what Coach X has to say. Two things about this game. One, whatever happened to CougarLife.com? Hey, and while we're on that, is Farmers Only still out there? I remember way back all the way to the 2012s that you couldn't watch Comedy Central after 11 p.m. without hearing, you don't have to be lonely. Then that makes me reminisce about the 2000s on Comedy Central after 2 a.m. Just tuned into an infomercial about GGW and a less sober Coach X. Always thought tonight is the night they mess up and the show uh, the unedited version of this commercial, but alas, it was not to be. Cougars' life rolls over the Indians. I can see Coach X going to a bar and meeting a girl off of Farmers, farmers, only. farmers only, and he's trying to be this big <laughs> farmer. Uh, he has no clue, right? Yeah, we know where and he's from. There ain't no farmers she's like, in there. Well, why do you have to leave so early? He's like, I got to get up early tomorrow and mow the corn. I was going to say, <laughs> mow the corn. I was going to say, he's going to say, I have to get up early and impregnate the chickens. They ain't going to hatch eggs themselves. They can do that. <laughs> mow the corn and impregnate, impregnate the chickens. Hey, let's go down to one of the rivalries we like to talk about. That's El Campo versus Bay City. Oh, um, okay. You talk about a rivalry game. This is this a is, blood rivalry I game. I think this is the oldest rivalry in the state of Texas. I think it's one right? of them. There's like five that claim that they are, but I think but this, I think one this can, is I think the, this is the longest legit. continuous one for sure. Yeah, this is the legit oldest we think one yeah. well i know and also these are just two really solid teams who are playing Don't make really me good ring that bell right now i know okay it is. I'm, I'm ringing the bell every time you're wrong wow that's do you never ring it then um i've th been ringing it all night this this is two teams that are really good but bay city did get beat by navasota last week they did that that I don't know if it's injuries. I don't know if it, it what it is, but that to me is a was a little shocking. Navasota had struggled 
coming into district, and they got beat by Ocampo their first game, 48-14. to 14. So I don't know if Bay City was looking ahead or whatever, but it doesn't matter with this rivalry. It, it, this is one of those games. Yeah, look, El Campo with their quarterback, Oliver Miles. Who's back healthy. Great, right? Stephen Norman at running back. Now, uh, he's not two, healthy. He's out. Oh, is he, he out? Yeah, he hurt okay. his hip, and he's, he's going to be out for the rest of the year. So I guess Jaquan Hudlin's going to be yeah. the guy at running back, right, yep. for uh, El Campo. Uh, I will tell you this. If Bay City has their full – Stable of horses in Alex Estrada at quarterback, uh, Jada Andrews at running back, and then Zylan Williams at receiver. I think they take this game against uh, El Campo. Bay City wins this by seven to thirteen points. I still got El Campo. I I do, I do believe that this district, and we said this all the way in August. I don't think that this district. A team goes unscathed. I think even the district champ will have a loss. Sure. Yeah. But I just the way El Campo throttled Navasota, and then then Bay City struggles and loses against Navasota. And and it, you know I can I can understand when we were talking earlier uh, about Stafford losing to to Needville. Needville is six and zero. Oh. Needville has actually played really good ball all year. But for Bay City to lose to a Navasota team that was basically an elimination game out of and maybe that's what happened. Maybe Navasota played the game of their life. I just that Paul that makes me pause. So I, I'm still gonna go El Campo in this I, one. I should probably follow suit in that, but no, I, I have no problem with it. Man. I just like uh I just like Alex Estrada and Jada Andrews if they're healthy. Uh, I don't think El Campo defensively can handle what the Black Cat's going to throw at him. So I got Bay City in a close one. All right, let's see what Coach X has to say. Hey, do you all remember the Bay City Rollers? Man, we used to jam that CD out in my Ford Ranger with the cassette with the wire that went into my tape deck and plugged into my discman. Yeah, life was pretty sweet in the 90s. So in in two things. In the 90s, you also had the party balls. Oh, yeah, the Coors Yeah, They brought those back about 10 years ago, but nobody bought them because everybody realized how stupid that was. I know somebody that bought them. Oh, man. And you bought them, didn't you? That and your, did you get a case I'm, of Zima and Charlie Ranchers too? Oh, don't. <laughs> Wrong. I created I a monster. I only drank brewskis, even though Coors Light shouldn't, that should be a seltzer water because there's not much to it. <laughs> yeah. It was a ball. The party ball is a cool thing. Though, it was man. a ball. I don't even drink beer. That's a cool thing. called a party. Yeah. You could fashion it where you could run a longer hose and... Not that we were drinking and driving at all, yeah. but if you were parked, you could run it from your trunk all the way to. You the sound front. like you actually really did do this. I, well, wow. yeah, many years in Austin, I, Texas. I, I just want to bring up that Coach X has talked in in two games: the twenties, the twenty twelve, the two thousands, and the nineties. Mm -hmm. Does he go further? Is this going to be one of those things where we're going on a nostalgic work for him? But anyway. <laughs> yeah, life was pretty sweet in the nineties. Let me back that up for all you people out there that are less than twenty year olds. You see, kids, before you had ever song ever written in your phone and magically shot through the air and directly into your radio, we had to make do with the height of a technology of a disc man and a wire. But God forget, forgive you if you hit a bump. No moss music. <laughs> Unfortunately for the Rollers, this game is on Friday and not Saturday. The Rice Birds take this one. Oh, I'm outnumbered on this one. I'm actually, I'll you admit, that's one have I'm, El Campo I, I'm and really shocked City. by your pick, actually. I, I, kinda, I think Bay City is the better team. Wow. I do. Because wow. I still don't trust that El Campo defense. I don't disagree with you. Again, that Navasota game. Please don't look just it up is, online and. Oh, no, they, they've struggled. The defense okay. has struggled. Okay. Um, all right, let's go all the way out now. We were down southeast Texas. Now let's swing across out to West 
Texas. West Texas slash Canyon, big yeah, country. Big country. Uh, Seminole versus Canyon West Plains. Now, we've talked about West Plains multiple times. We talked about when they lost to Bushland, uh, but we talked about how we're impressed with that they, they were able to keep in that game. And we haven't really talked Seminole, and Seminole, lo and behold, they're six and zero at this time. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, Seminole six and zero, West Plains five and one. Their only loss was to Bushland, forty-seven to forty-one in Week One. Seminole's quarterback, uh, White Holmstrom, uh, and receivers Logan uh, McCormick and Caden uh, Kramer, I think it is. Yeah, or I mean, they're big weapons. Uh, uh, for the Indians, West Plain has a really good quarterback, Reed Macon, who's thrown for what seventeen hundred and ten yards so far this year. And then Jordan uh, Jordy Hernandez at running back has ran for a thousand forty. And then uh, Kyron Wooten at receiver is a really good, yeah. dependable third down and receiver for uh, West Plain. And you're missing maybe their most electric player, King Talent. Yeah. That dude is an absolute beast. Right. Uh, th- I, we said it earlier. I, this is a team, you know, this, their first year of existence, they went seven and five. This year, they're five and one. They beat Canyon. Uh, they beat Lubbock Estacado uh, two weeks ago. They beat Hereford. And you can laugh about that, but Hereford was undefeated going into this game. Right. Uh, four, two, four, a division two. This is your district championship. I it, like West Plains. Oh, I do too. I think West Plains might name their score in this one. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Name your score, but I think they win. I, I legitimately think West Plains is a a very real Division Two Region One threat this year. I agree a hundred percent. But I gave a little bit more credit to Seminole. Oh, I'm not knocking Seminole at all. It Greg Pointer, like the head coach so. there, uh, he's really turned that program around after leaving Plainsview to go there. Uh, I like their offense. I just think I think West Plains might just be a little bit more battle tested. Oh, they are. Um, they are 100. percent And I, I think they win by 14, 21 points. Okay, but I think there's a point where Seminole in the first half keeps it keeps it close. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see that. All right, let's see what Coach X has to say. Well, Grant, you did it again. I didn't think you could find a better game than West Plains versus Estacado, but you did it. Seminole versus West Plains. Somewhere the Duke is looking down on you and smiling. He's probably getting some guys together to watch this game. Robert Mitchum, Kirk Douglas, Jimmy Stewart, Garrett Cooper to watch this one. Why? That's a weird one. I think that is called a posse. I said posse settle down, Grant. What? <laughs> I said posse settle down, Grant. And really, who doesn't like a good posse? The togetherness of a posse, the tight bond, just a great feeling for all involved. You- <laughs> the posse defeats the Seminoles and stays undefeated. <laughs> I mean, no, they're not undefeated, but I let's just go to the next game. Let's go all the way to East Texas and let's talk. Last time I I drove out towards Alito with Coach X, and there's that uh, little porn shop there. Oh, where he's the employee of the month. Pocket posse. I was like, that doesn't say posse, sir. Is it in a little group I put in my pocket? Uh, let's go to Lo a game. Lo and behold, that's closed down, though. We saw that last week. Oh, that was. That's right. That guy. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. With you in the glory hole, you liked it there. Dude, what the hell, dude? This is the second show. What are you going to do in the third show? I'm really worried about this. Uh, uh, all right, let's go all the way to East. We can edit that. And let's I can to- say it in the third show. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, you can. Hey, superimpose it really badly, Taylor, where the mouse are completely off. Anyway, uh, let's go all the way to East Texas in a game that – 
oddly enough, I think people have kind of forgotten about you I'm and I have this game. Yeah. Uh, Gilmer versus Pleasant Grove. Uh, this game is in Gilmer. Yeah. The, the Buckeyes are three and two on the year, but their losses at the beginning of the year were to Chapel Hill and to Kilgore. The Kilgore, when they lose by missing an extra point. Uh, since then, they beat Paris. They beat Lindell. They beat Rogue Walnut Grove, as everybody's calling them now. And, of course, Pleasant Grove, they're unbeaten on the year. At times, they haven't looked wonderful, but, boy, they seem like they're rounding in the form. Mm-hmm. To, to compare, uh, Gilmer beat Paris by five. Pleasant Grove beat Paris by 45. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. That That's the reason I'm going to this game Yeah, Friday I, night. I, I think you're going to be a little disappointed. I don't know. I Look, Pleasant Grove will win this game, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think Will Henderson, look, Will Henderson averages 186 yards a game rushing. Nobody's even talking about that. Right. But he's going up against a really stingy Pleasant Grove defense. A very good defensive front that might be on par with some of their best defensive fronts. Right. Oh, and not overall defense. I'm just 100%. saying their defensive fronts. Yes, 100%. Um, I think Gilmer's going to keep this close. Gilmer will have a chance to win this game, though. There's going to be a point in the second half that Gilmer is going to have a chance to win this football game. It's look, it's what Gilmer and Pleasant Grove do, right? It's yeah. what this whole district does. Yeah, and I know. Gilmer. I know Gilmer's defense. Look, Gilmer's defense leaves a lot to be a desired, but Pleasant Grove offensively at times struggles to move the ball as good as they are athletically. I saw for, you know, a quarter and a half against Lubbock Christian where they kind of struggled. Yeah. They play with their food offensively a little bit. If they do that at all against Gilmer, they're going to be, you know, the, but when I, you, do I you really like think they do that to a district opponent in Gilmore, a team that they respect immensely? I just don't know I if mean, they do that. Is it a choice or is it just what That's you are? That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, That's I mean, we we see that all the time. Yeah. I mean, Yoakum in 3A has been notorious for that, I think, where they athletically they are so much better than you, but yet they beat you by 7 to 14 points. That's a good points. point. I agree. And it seems like Pleasant Grove has fallen into that. I agree. Maybe that's their identity. I don't know. They're good enough to pull it out every time. I think Gilmer keeps us close. I think Pleasant Grove wins, but I think this has a chance to be a really good game. Now, as soon as I say that, Pleasant Grove will wipe the field with them. But that's the reason I'm going to this game, because I think Gilmer is good enough offensively to hang in there with Pleasant Grove. And this is a home game for Gilmer. Yep. And Buckeye Stadium is not easy place to play at. Yeah, I, I, I like Pleasant Grove in this game, but I, I agree with what you're saying. I still think Pleasant Grove ends up stretches it, stretching it out to a couple scores before it's over, but I do. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to see. And I expect it to be that way. I, I want to see Gilmer's offense versus Pleasant Grove and, and, and just see how they move the ball and, and for future game because I, I, I this is one of those that – you know, we talk about Carthage, we talk about Pleasant Grove, we talk about Gilmer, depending on how the brackets, if they play each other again. I, I'm curious about it, but I, I do think Pleasant Grove wins comfortably. All right, let's see what Coach X has to say. So way back in the early 2000s, the PG cheerleaders made a big run through signs versus Gilmer that simply said, bust a Buckeye, simple and to the point. I don't know if that's true. The, the Gilmers have been busting some Buckeyes all over the field this year, putting up a lot of points. No defense has had a way to keep the Buckeyes from popping into the end zone. The bad thing is the Buckeyes have been getting busted and giving up a lot of points themselves. I think the Hawks will be doing a lot of scoring Friday and will bust a Buckeye Hawks 
win. Is there a lot of innuendos in there that I'm missing? I mean, you got to respect the man that in one game is overtly with posse. And then in the very next game is very subverting it with Buckeyes. Bravo, Coach X. The subtext, the overt context, everything. Your writing is magnifique this year. All right, we have a couple more games. If you're not trying to do a family show. When is this? (laughs) I want everybody to be able to listen. Well, I mean, they can. I mean, I guess dumb kids wouldn't pick up on that. So that's good. (laughs) And let's face it, kids are dumb. Yeah. Anyway. uh, You know how to test kids' intelligence? How? Christmas. Oh, that is a good point. Yeah. How, How old were you? Easter, two. How old were you? When you finally was either told or figured out Christmas? Dude, I might have been a freshman in high school on Christmas, but I did figure out that Easter bunny bullshit by seventh grade. Easter was, I mean, Easter was something at my house, but it was always very small gifts. I never really cared. I I didn't matter about that. Just like I had the Easter bunny figured out pretty quick. How? I I shouldn't ask, but how? Well, no, I mean... Oh, just, I thought you had a story behind that. Okay. No, I don't. I, I thought just, you saw like, mommy kissing no the Easter Bunny or something. Wasn't kissing. <laughs> like, I figured out there wasn't an actual... Bunny? Humanoid bunny walking around. That us. would be scary. Santa Claus is kind of cool, even... But, right, but I thought, you know, Santa Claus was a little bit more believable. I might have been 8th or ninth grade before I figured that out. I think or, I was 12. really... 12? I think 12 is the basic age. You have the argument with a kid in school who's already been told. You go home and your folks are like, well, about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then Everybody you fi- wants to be honest. Anyway, do you have a couple quick hitters before we leave out? Uh, yeah, Belleville and Brooks are royal. Give me Belleville, but I, I think Brooks this- can keep it close. See, I And I love some replicas out in Brooks. I, I, so. I thought this was going to be a game that we would talk about more. I don't now. Belleville yeah. named their score. Brookshire, I, and Brookshire's still a solid team. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but when you want to look at teams that, you know, let's say Iowa Colony, I think is a, a good competition to look at, like with Belleville and, and Iowa Colony beat them 42 to 10. Now, in saying that, I like the Falcons going into the playoffs for a couple rounds. I just don't think this is a good matchup for them. I don't think it is either, but I think Brookshire can keep it close for a little bit. But I do like Belleville. And then Hampshire Finette at West Orange Stark. This is a doozy right well, here. Can, how had, will Finette respond after the – I don't even know if they feel it's an upset over Jasper, but how do they respond after playing that tough game and then you've got to run, turn well, the corner right into West Orange Stark? I've seen uh, Finette play twice on film. Uh-huh. And if they beat anybody, I do not consider it an upset. Maybe outside of Silsby. Silsby. Yeah. Um, I, I am so impressed by Hampshire. I mean, they are darn good. Now, this one is going to be a war. It is. I think I like Hampshire in this one. But I I don't know. This is a toss-up to me. I'm going to go. It's a toss-up. I'm going to go with the Longhorns, but I want people to remember that West Orange Stark has three losses to three top 10 teams, one in 5A, one in 3A, one in 4A. All of them were competitive games. They lost by yeah. six to PNG. They lost by four to Newton, and they lost by 13 to Silsby. And they held Silsby to 20 points, which that, to me, is the most impressive thing. So can I say this? A lot of listeners talk or hear us talk about um, calibrating. Yeah. This is the ultimate calibrating oh, yeah. game, calibration game right here. No, I agree. There, I mean, whoever wins this one, you can automatically calibrate what that team is compared to what the other 
teams have played. I mean, this and just remember this here is if I weren't going to be at uh, Pleasant Grove Gilmer, I would be at uh, this game right here, Hampshire Fennett at uh, West Horn Star. And just remember, uh, for calibration, Silsby beat West Horn Start twenty to six. So, just kind of that's the first calibration. Now we'll see the second. All right, right that's going to do it. For the 4A show, again, we want to thank our sponsors, SI Design and Printing, Power Plus Mouthguard, Munster Chamber of Commerce, uh, Small Town Society out of Franklin. We do appreciate all of them. We appreciate you listeners as well. you have any questions, thoughts, or comments, email us, Grant and Terry at S2Sport.com. Find us on Facebook. Just type in Sideline to Sideline on Twitter at Grant and Terry. And until next time, he's Grant, I'm Terry. This has been Sideline to Sideline, the 4A edition on L4 Media. Oh, we ride to the bar by Levy, 85 jacked up square by Chevy, blanket in the back when it gets hot and heavy.